Welcome to the Good Girl Gone Boss Vodcast. I'm your host, Matt Howe. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howe. And we're still at home. Still at home. Checking in with awesome women in our community. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. You can learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by At Your Service Cleaning and Errands. Find out more about them by searching for them on Facebook. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might even use it on the show. We're supported by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? They have on May 5th. May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Taco Tuesday. I know. Oh, it is a Tuesday, yes. From 2 to 3 o'clock on May 5th, that's a Tuesday, it's free. They're going to be having a webinar uh, called Five Practical Strategies for Everyday Anxiety Management. It's going to be presented by Dr. Beth Tremel. I know her. She's pretty cool. She will walk you through the top five effective strategies for managing your anxiety on a daily basis. She will share clinical and personal examples that will help you feel more hopeful and calm within yourself and your relationships. And I know in this time, this trying time, we are probably all feeling a little more anxious on an everyday basis than we have in the past. So this one will be a good one to check out. Again, that's Tuesday, May 5th from 2 until 3 p.m. It's free. Just go to SchaeferLeadership.com and register today. So when all this hit back in March, mm-hmm. 46 some odd days ago, the print world went through a shift because, um, well, people aren't ordering business cards <gasps> to hand to people because people, you're not making pretty brochures to like, here, take Texas. this germ infested thing and take it home or whatever. So people aren't printing like they used Ours to. Ours are di- disinfected. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, people aren't printing like they used to, and that's okay, and that's to be expected. We knew it was happening. So what happened was we found that yard signs are very effective. During the coronavirus, yes. people order these for their kids, for senior yep, all yard these signs. Yep, all these seniors who aren't going to have a graduation and all that, so we've done a lot of those. But then we also were like, let's thank our essential workers. So here's one. I'm going to show the whole thing. Oh, it's got little icons. So this is my favorite. I like this one. We designed them and everything like that. Had them printed up and put them out for sale. What happened was, though, I put them on the website, and we have not sold one in Muncie. I don't think. Not not a one. We have sold so many across the nation. It's crazy. Mostly. Mostly where? Mostly New York, New Jersey. We had one in Maine and one in. California, so like we are Texas. coast to coast, Texas. Yes. Lots in Michigan. If you Google essential worker yard signs. Guess who shows up? Farmhouse. <laughs> and we've been selling the heck out of them. We have been, and it's great. But they are very nice signs, cool. so if you would like to put one out in your yard, contact us today. Yard signs. Buy local. Yeah. <laughs> checking in with everybody see how everybody's uh handling the transition and working from home and what your organizations and companies are doing to shift and just checking in to see how everybody's doing all right well i was going to start with tisha how's everything in dunkirk indiana you're like us way out in farmland like away from everyone 
I am thankful that I live on two acres, but I have this list. I mean, this big list, right? It, I have trouble checking things off. However, I read in my kitchen, and I don't know if you guys follow me on social media. Mm -hmm. In January, my kitchen was tore up. Today, you guys, at nine o'clock, I finally got countertops. <laughs> oh, good. I saw it. Yeah, that was fun. That's a good day. <laughs> now, what were you using instead of countertops? Like plywood? What? Plywood. My husband was, <laughs> is, is good. He cut plywood, which I really liked, right? And I was getting used to it. And I was even beginning to fill my cabinets up. Um, so last night, I had to take everything out again. We had to take the stove out, the refrigerator out the dishwasher and the sink. In January, we started it and I had went, um, had an opportunity to go to St. Lucia to my brother got married. And while I was gone, my husband took a wall out. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you know, did you know he was gonna do that? I did. Um, okay. then when, he, when he took it out, it took out some ceiling stuff. And so then it was half in the kitchen and half in the living room. So we decided we'd just do a big renovation. Just do it just all. Just do it all. Okay. <laughs> I am looking at it now. It's beautiful. Um, tonight, he's going to put things back together. But, and then he can put like top cabinets in and, and things like that. But I am not a Betty Crocker guy. Um, <laughs> well, Tasha, what have you been up to? Oh, man, just busier than ever. Um, I just happen to work in an industry that, that does not stop because yeah. of a pandemic. And actually it increases and so um just spend a lot of time working with ywca to get us like um safe and sound and stable with this whole pandemic and um just making sure that our policies and procedures are in place to protect my staff and the women that we're serving and of course we see an increase in numbers because of um, oh, yeah. all the things that are happening in our community so busy i have not had the opportunity to social distance yet <laughs> <laughs> this pandemic has really caused me to um, uh, step back and look at my own biases and, and, and desires and wants. And so, yeah, so there's that fear there, that, that desire to serve, also having a family who you want to keep safe. So I really, my ethics and boundaries have really been tested throughout this. And so, um, yes, I want to distance, you know? Um, and so like right now with you all, I happen to be at home. I like said, okay, I do not want to, to have this interview just in my office. Like I wanted to get out of there, so mm -hmm. I'm at home. Um, and I just do that in short spouts of time, just kind of check in at home, um, but then make sure that the YW is safe as well. About how many uh, residents do you have? Are you at capacity or? We have a, a few spaces. We may we be able to take like one family, like a mom with a couple of kids, maybe two to three. I think we can do that. And then uh, maybe one single lady. So we're, we're at capacity. Um, and we've not, since the shelter in place went into effect, we started to work with our other providers, but we started to limit the intake process. So you just can't walk in and get a, a space. So who we have now, we've had for a couple of weeks and we've not allowed anyone else new into that space just for the health and safety of all. So um, yeah, we stay packed, but we have a lot of people who call for services and we're not able to, to bring them in. Um, so like who's there? And, and, and our risks that are already there is what we have quarantined to. And so we don't allow the ladies that are living with us currently, them or their children, they are quarantined to the campus so they can't go anywhere. Um, so we provide like concierge services for them, uh, but that's the best way that we can stay healthy and so can they. 
um, and then I'll just lastly say that the, the populations that we serve, they, they have a difficult time already adhering to like social norms and structural norms. So they know that there's something happening, they just don't realize how the magnitude of it. And so initially they were, you know, rebuttal, you know, bucking against our guidelines to keep them safe. But then they are starting to understand, you know, that you can die and we don't want to die and we all want to be healthy here. So all right, Amanda, you did something remarkable and amazing. And you posted it, of course, on Facebook and everything, but you mm -hmm. went around and shot people on their porches. Film. Film. Yeah, that's it. Not shot. <laughs> people on their porches. Yeah, it was actually an idea that um, Professional Photographers of America put out for, they kind of just said, photographers, this is a crazy time. And in order to keep history alive in 50 years, 75 years, no one's going to have, I mean, that's the reason that you take pictures. I mean, there's pictures of the wars. Probably when the wars were happening, they told the photographers, this isn't necessary. But now we're so glad that people have those. So, um, so yeah, they kind of put out a thing that just said, you know, if you're willing to do this, it's a great idea. So obviously I didn't want to do it for profit. I wanted to do it for a charity. Um, and I work with Habitat for Humanity a lot, which is where I ended up donating the money to just because I kind of felt like since they provide homes for people and everyone has to stay in their home, it kind of matched. <laughs> so that's why I, why I decided to go with them. But I've done, I think like about 50. So it's keeping me working, but not really working. Keeping me being creative, but not, my business obviously has like completely stopped like everyone else's has. That's cool. And you're able to go to their houses and they, some people have done, I saw like uh, serious poses and others have like their kids doing like handstands and sitting on their heads and whatever. So that's cool. Yeah. You've been able to capture each family's like personality and stuff uh, during yeah. that time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I literally like pull up next to their house, like on the sidewalk or the road, park my car. I stand right outside of my car door and like stand there and they're way far away. And I'm like yelling at them okay, mom, go a little more to the right, mom, do, okay, hold on, hold, you know, and like, because I can't help them, I can't touch them, I can't get close to them, I can't do anything, so I'm literally like yelling across the road what to do, and then it, hopefully it comes out right, they can hear me, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's definitely been completely different than my regular family photo shoots, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Tisha, tell me about Schaefer Leadership Academy and how they've switched things up. Uh, because you had a lot of in-person events and meetings and things like that. That doesn't exist right now. No, no. And, you know, just to give some, I guess, some backstory to it, you know, virtual learning, virtual programs is something we've been dipping our toes in for a little bit. And this pushed us to really think outside the box very quickly. And I was excited because being part of Shaper Leadership Academy and thinking about community and who is our community. All of you, right? And having you in person is, is really cool. But then to do a virtual and try to figure out meetings and a part of that. And so we offered four programs so far virtually. We did webinars and meetings. And I prefer meetings because I like to see all the faces. Mm -hmm. um, I had 110 people, folks, 110 people in my session last Thursday. I've never. <laughs> wow. That's can you see them all on the same screen? Like, on your, could you see them all? I can hit a button and kind of pass through. Huh. Um, but the thing, cool. it is. And the thing I like about it is I could see some facial expressions, right? And so then I can begin to read people, see whether I need to slow down and, and that thing. We're working with um, Ayla Schwasserman. I don't know if you're familiar, 
familiar with Ailish, but um, she does a lot of virtual trainings anyhow. And so she's showing me some things I didn't know about in terms of getting people to engage. We're looking at May as a virtual month as well. Um, and then maybe possibly at the end of May offering a program, depending, you know, we just don't know. But we're also going to look down the road at virtual programming as well, because if it's working, we need to continue doing it as long as well as live programming. What are all the women at the YDub doing? Do they just stay in the rooms? Are they getting out? What What's happening? Um, well, they, they can't get out. So what they can do is that they can go out like in our, um, we have that play, play yard and playground. Mm -hmm. And then we have our, just our front porch where they can go out. I mean, there are designated times that they can be in the public spaces. So like our, literally no one comes in except for staff in the post office and you know what I mean? Essential staff members. But so they can like certain times of the, of the day, they have designated to come down and get their mail, to go smoke, to go out in the play yard with their kids. Um, and then they just kind of live it inside. So everything that they need, if they're, the only way they could leave is if they had a job. And there are like, I think three ladies that live with us that have essential work. So they go to work, but it's very regimented. Like they leave 30 minutes before work and they have to be back 30 minutes after work. And our shelter program directors have those specific calendars of their, of their work schedule. But, um, like we have some school age kids there. So making sure that they're doing their, their e-learning. Um, they can still have like doctor's appointments virtually. They're still doing like some of their progress. We just have um, did away with end dates for folks. So that's the issue is that we have all these ladies who some of them would have termed out, but we are not terming anyone out, of course, because nothing's up and running, so they can't really go anywhere. And then the ladies that can stay with us from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning, they don't have to leave because there's really nowhere for them to hang out during the day. So we just have all these ladies and their kids there. Um, Meridian's been really good because they we have some numbers that they can call when they're feeling anxious. If they don't want to talk to our case managers, they can call these numbers that Meridian has given us specifically just to talk about their frustrations and fears and all those kind of things. Um, and our community's been great. I mean, they give us everything. You know, we work with Second Harvest. We are working, you know, um, Blood and Fire. We get hot meals every day. Christian Ministries gives us bags of groceries for them every day. Um, they have Wi-Fi access. We have a computer lab. There's a library. You know, there's stuff for them to do. And then I just implemented where our staff would do concierge services. So like Monday and Fridays, they can fill out this form and say, I need my favorite kind of chips. I need my prescriptions picked up. And we go out and do those particular things for them twice a week. So um, it, it's working. They, and like I said, they can go out and get some air, but they really are quarantined unless they had an emergency a medical emergency they're really there with with us and with our staff they all have masks and we give them all of the stuff so it's it's very interesting and uh, just to see it all happening we are right now because of the pandemic we're only taking like um cleaning and and food you know commercial food items and and that's it we're not taking any clothing or household items in at this moment just for contamination reasons. So a lot of people like um, CBC did an online auction for us the other night, Ryan Kramer and the crew, pretty cool. Um, Jennifer Wilson, she donates, you know, popcorn and all kinds of stuff. And people just bring all kinds of things and they kind of leave them out front because our, our front desk people can see them on camera and then we go out, kind of go out and retrieve things. And so 
people have just poured out the love. So personally, how is everybody getting along with this, uh, this situation and everything? Uh, well, my family, I don't know if anyone's seen, but we've been pranking each other constantly. Exactly. All, like every night, doing pranks. We did one last night. We did it. We did a um, surprise eating challenge where I let my kids pick out all kinds of stuff from the fridge, like disgusting food, like hot sauce and gross stuff. <laughs> And then we all had to put on blindfolds and then we each got to surprise somebody with what they had to eat and had to figure that out. And my son and my husband both almost vomited on camera. It was really funny. Well, I saw the video of you waking up Mark and uh, oh I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> Dad told me, he's like, yeah, he was funny. Do that to me. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he always is like, I'm gonna watch a little TV and then he falls asleep. And I'm like, Mark, it's seven o'clock at night. You're never gonna go to bed. Got, like this quarantine has completely screwed up our schedules. Like we wake up whenever we want. We just fall asleep on the cat. Like you just do whatever you want. And so he was asleep. And yeah, I totally just got really close to <laughs> and I And he woke up and said, <gasps> and of course I was on Facebook live the whole time. Aww. So then he was like, are you seriously filming this right now? Like he, that's been the funniest part is just, I mean, I have two kids, so I got to make up stuff. Like you have to make up stuff to do. Hey, um, you know, like I said, working a lot. And then um, when I'm at home, I have two two teenagers or a teenager who's a 16 year old guy yeah. and he's a big old football buff. So he's going crazy, like with yeah. not being able to. How in the world are you feeding them? I have yeah. one teenager and they're wiping me out. They're, they're wiping us out. So he, <laughs> he eats it out of house at home like all day. And then like all night he's up. You can hear him at one, two o'clock in the morning on his video game and in the kitchen. So yeah. So we, I was woken up at 2 a.m. by this sound, and I thought for sure it was the dog getting into the trash or something like that. And uh -huh. was making ramen noodles in 2:30 yep. in the morning. But like, yep. crunching them, them up. Like, why, do you, why do you have to crunch up ramen noodles? I don't understand. <laughs> and that's how mine are. My daughter, who she'll be 13, she's kind of her whole life has been on that phone and on the computer. Oh, like right. her and her girlfriends, I feel like they live in my house. Like her and I ran to Starbucks. Um, she can't get out of the car. She can't go in anywhere, but she begged for Starbucks. And so her friend went with us virtually, right? So, yeah, so her world is there. Um, so it's been, it's been interesting, you know, um, just trying to balance it all and try to have some kind of a schedule. Plus they have to do e-learning. So that's been very interesting. Um, but yeah, we're just making the best of it. And my husband is like right outside right now, like, cleaning out the garage like he just keeps doing little projects so i'm all about that you know that does but, too. our farm yes. looks amazing we have right? cleaned out brush and cleaned out closets it's been fabulous we're even thinking about chickens again i don't know we oh i wish i could get chickens we are not thinking sure. about chickens he is thinking you said, no here's the deal when this started chickens got bought up like uh -huh. you can't find any little peeper uh -huh. So okay. I'm thinking that there will be uh, people getting rid of them in midsummer. So I think I can have my we can rehome some coop. chickens. <laughs> they have to be so old to lay eggs too. Now yeah. I am I had chickens and now I'm turning my chicken coop into a she shed. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we have a chick over here, it's getting fried. Just know that. <laughs> <laughs> We got brand new kitties as well in the back room. So we've got three of them that Audia has now. Oh, she loves them onto. so much. And then they scratch her. So uh -huh. <laughs> I thought maybe she was squishing them. <laughs> no, she just loves them and squeezes them. But then they're like, no. 
my husband is an essential business person and so Rich's Auto's Repair is right down my sidewalk. And he has been busy, I'm surprised. People need their cars running. And so I have a list for him to do, um, but it's not getting done because he's so tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was thinking about contacting him for a few things. So. <laughs> <laughs> getting the cars and getting your family back together. He's, he's busy. So Matt and Angie, when you guys are at home, since you're both at home for this, how is that like, how's the teamwork splitting up? Like, are you guys working for a while and then the other one can work while the other one takes care of kids? Like, how do you do that? Every, every day is something different. Yeah, it's never the same. <laughs> yeah. This morning I dealt with zoos and e-learning and all that. Now, Holdy, he's 16. He takes care of yeah. himself for the most part, except for us making sure he's actually like doing his work and things like that. <laughs> I had to shut off the internet last night at like 2.30 in the morning because I was like, I'm done. Go to bed. I'm sitting here and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I work upstairs. She works downstairs. And then I have been... Uh, if I need to go to the office to upload, like this podcast, vodcast, whatever we're calling it, then uh, I'll take audio with me to the office. We don't see anybody. We kind of play in there for a few hours, and that gives her a few hours away. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, Zeus just bounces from, from Matt's office to downstairs and up and down, and it's just, there's just people everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that age is so hard, especially like with Charlotte, too. Yeah. She's five, so you can't you can't explain what's happening and you can't tell her, you know, and even today she was like, when do we get to see my grandma? And I was like, I don't know, babe. She goes, when the crone is over. And I was like, yes, when the crone is over, you can see your grandma. <laughs> Zeus keeps asking me, is the coronavirus over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not over. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but someday. I know I had to go. I went to the grocery store a couple days ago and Charlotte was like super serious. And she goes, are you going to bring home the crona? And I was like, no, honey, I'm not going to bring from the crib. She's like, okay, don't bring it, don't bring it to our house. And I was like, I'm not going to bring it to our house. We'll be okay. You know. Carter is seven and he's in first grade and we kept him away from video games quite a bit. And for Christmas, I got the family because, you know, teenagers, well, they're not teenagers, 20s. I have children that are in 20s. They, that would be something we could all do, right? The Nintendo Switch and he is on that and he's figured out how to play Fortnite with people and cousins and I really have to watch that and he's seven and I'm like okay Carter we we gotta go outside now <laughs> we gotta do yeah. something yeah. Yeah. Zeus got all mad at me because I've been letting her every once in a while like FaceTime or Facebook message um some of her friends or her grandparents or whatever but uh she got all mad at me because I was like you can't sit there and play Minecraft and talk to your friend on the phone because that's that's you're not paying any attention to either one. She got all mad and then she like stomped off to her room and I'm like, no, we're not gonna talk to your five-year-old, six-year-old friends in your room by yourself on your phone. You need to have some parental supervision. And she was just so mad, did not understand why that was not okay. So, you know, just trying to have, figure out how to navigate everything. I want a porch picture. <laughs> Yeah, from Dunkirk. I can do that. We're gonna make our drive from Dun from Muncie to Dunkirk. Come on. Maybe, maybe I just need to go to the Innovation Connector and stand on that porch. Right. Yeah, you could. No, I actually had somebody. Where were they at? Lasantville. Because I just kind of, I just reached out to like my main clients before it grew, and someone from Lasantville, they called me and said, "Okay, I made my donation," and I was like, "Uh, I wasn't." gonna go to Lasantville. <laughs> I was thinking like <laughs> Which I thought and even my husband was like, maybe you should have said in Muncie before you did that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, but oh well. 
too late now. <laughs> now I can say we were out in front of our house having a picnic lunch a couple of weeks ago with audio mm -hmm. and uh, a photographer went by stopped, backed up and was like, I have to get your photo. I, I've, I've never seen this before. This is bringing so, me such joy. We were like, so we got a free photo out of it. Was that nice. was cool. <laughs> like, I'm just a six year old busy and happy. So yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, that's good. I mean, that's nice yeah, for sure. Whatever. Thank you all so much for joining us for this edition of our podcast. Podcast Gone Boss at Home. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was thank nice you. to see you, everybody. Oh, guys, it's good like, to see you all. I miss everybody's yeah. faces. I know it. It's a smiling faces. I love. <laughs> <laughs>
Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by At Your Service Cleaning and Errands. Find out more by searching for them on Facebook. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss. boss.